Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Trap Bootcamp Podcast, you guys. It is another week and another episode of the Trap Bootcamp Podcast. It is your girl, Oracle Jane Doe here. I am always excited. I know y'all wish I had a new saying for it, huh? I'm going to find out a new one. I am abundantly excited, but I think that's just the word that I use to describe my feelings because I love bringing information to you guys that is helpful. And today we are speaking to one of a, one of my new friends. She's actually a new friend. Her name is Louise Golby and Louise. I met last year in France at Midem. And Louise is another little powerful package of a person. Uh, Louise is a soul singer from the UK. She had her first album. On her first album, it featured Omar. Now, if you don't know who Omar is, he is like one of the ultimate neo-soul artists from the UK. And he has a really big name. She has shared the stages with Ed Sheeran, Jessica J, Roy Ayers, in Vogue, okay, she sang the theme song for a UK comedy series called Sex Latte and a Hideous Date. <laughs> I thought that was really cute because it's kind of like part of my life. <laughs> well, anyway, all right, before we get into the podcast, I wanted to talk about, um, I'm going to go into the life hack. Life hack number one. Life hack number one. Life hack number one. Okay, I am a woman of a certain age and I've explained to you guys, this is all before Luis gets on the phone, that I'm starting to feel certain things, you know, and currently I'm feeling like it's tingly feeling us all over my body and in my muscles in certain areas in my joints. I don't know what it is yet. I did go to the doctor. Life hack number one, I guess, would be not to number one, not to self-diagnose. But I have been applying some cream that I actually got here in the San Fernando Valley. Uh, it's Flora Relief Balm. It's a topical balm. It's a CBD and THC balm. And it's a targeted topical balm. So this is the life hack of the day. Now, I'm not being paid for this. So this is free promo. Flora 1986. I got it here in the San Fernando Valley. I'm not going to give plugs to my my um shops yet because they need to start kicking in you know but anyway uh this it has been helping it, it's been helping tremendously i'm applying it in the areas like in my joints and at night if i take a good deep um you know epsom salt bath and i go ahead and put this topical on it's relieving the pain but um i know i have to get to the source of it so you know if you have some aches and pains look into cbd balm if not this one you know look into your own but really do your research and try to find out if the people know about the cbd balm they need to know the facts don't just buy it from the, the local store okay all right so we are going to be up next with our interview with Luis Golby. 
Enjoy the music. are here you guys we are welcoming my friend and my first international trap mate miss louise Golby. <laughs> louise you're my first you're the first international trap mate i trained you outside well you didn't i didn't train you you knew what you were doing we worked out together but i nah, didn't train me train me <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. You were pretty healthy. You were doing your thing. You, you didn't need it. Ah, thank you. <laughs> so. I love that, though. Tell the people a little about yourself. Okay. Um, so, I'm based in London, in England, and I'm a singer-songwriter. Um, I, yeah, I've been doing it for a while, so I've done some quite big gigs here. And a few, like, in other countries. So I've performed in Germany and France. Um, and, yeah, my, my genre is, like, neo-soul. And are... I'm very much missing performing live right now. I, I know you <laughs> are, because I know this was so unexpected, you know, the the whole situation. That's another reason why we were going to call you. I called you to talk to you today was I wanted to talk about the pivot points, you know, during COVID, you know, pivot points for, for musicians in the UK and just those pivot points in business that we have to take. And I, I noticed that you had, you edited your own video. Kudos to you. That's dope. We featured you. your song, Scarlet Woman, in the opening of the show. I'm excited to let people know that that's you, you, girl. You have such a soulful voice i'm i'm gonna give you some real honest moment right here okay when i first met you i didn't know what your music was gonna sound like you know because we didn't really connect we didn't like connect at the point where we're like oh let me hear your record you know it was just like hey what's up oh she we met her from last year she was cool and we kicked it but then i i forgot when it was i went home after you and i had met up and i listened to your music and i was like oh my god your voice is I so knew girls like butter 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 thank you no but i remember because we were hanging out on the beach do you remember like the second day or something and i mentioned that we worked with omar and you were like i know omar and you couldn't believe it and i was like yeah i worked with omar Yes. And you're like, Little Boy's my favorite song. And, oh, yeah. God. I still want to meet him, but I was like, let me just be ready. Like, I had, like, I'm doing my building process right now. So I'm like really building, like, outside, just trying to get the followers up and stuff like that. And then I'm going to drop some music on him. But 
man, I, I that yeah. how was that? Like, how was the vibe in the studio? Like, did you go and record with him? Yeah, and so actually, so since I met you, um, did we do another? Gig? No, I didn't do another gig with him, but I've been doing this podcast recently. I think you're gonna maybe ask me about that. But um, where I'm interviewing UK songwriters and artists, and we've got Omar as a guest, oh. and um, so I was talking to him about, you know, basically the meanings behind some of his biggest songs, and um, obviously talking about sharing the stage with him. And um, I was talking about how I was very honoured to have worked with him because when I did the track with him. I went to his studio, which is called Backyard Studio, and it's like in his old family home in South oh, London. Wow. And during the podcast, though, he was saying, so when he worked with Common, when he worked with Angie Stone, and all the big artists he's worked with, they all went to the same studio. I was like, so I've recorded in the same studio. Yeah. Common, and oh, I couldn't, I was like, wow. Yeah. Uh, that's like, I mean... <laughs> Honestly, there's a few artists like when I was trying to like just find my voice and there was a few artists that I listened to over and over and my mentor was Fat Jack, who was um, he's a producer here in Los Angeles and he would play Omar like so much like so much and he would just like listen to him listen to his tones take that in like he would play him Roy Ayers Ra I mean uh, uh, Sun Ra he, it was just like he would play all of this stuff to just like create this person that did not did not emerge until now like it was just so deep inside of me you know so what do you think was the music that inside of you like when you were young because I know that you were you came from a musical family what was it that what did you listen to that made you say you know what this is where my sound come from this is the vibe that I want to do um well so my brother's always been a big influence with my music I've got an older brother and he got me into R&B hip hop when I was little because he he had like De La Soul records and the first single I bought was Salt and Pepper. So uh-huh. I got into hip, like hip hop, well, commercial hip hop, I guess. And then I just always, and my mum had loads of Motown records. So I kind of, I think that's why when I started writing, well, my voice kind of lent itself more mm-hmm. solely. But, um, but then when I was starting to write, I was very much into Eric Badu, D'Angelo. And so when I then, partnered up with the, the producer that I ended up working with a lot in my early, early days, Drew Wally. And he's worked with some big hip-hop artists. He's actually worked with De La Soul. Oh, and wow. What's his name? Actually, Drew a rapper. Harley? Drew, Drew Hawley. Drew, Drew Hawley, okay. Good to And he, he was the co-producer for a rapper called Ty, who actually sadly passed away. He got, he got COVID. <gasps> wow. Um, and he passed away in March. He actually died of pneumonia but he had COVID and it was, it was horrible. And, but Ty was like, the, um, Drew's, they, they worked together for a long time and mm-hmm. Ty's a big, like, it, 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 he should have been bigger than he was, but right. like in the UK hip hop scene, he was really respected and yeah, he worked with Roots Maneuver and, they're the soul and lots of people and Estelle and oh wow 
he was like like UK hip hop before grime, so not grime, okay, but okay. UK sound, but like old school hip hop samples and yeah. And Drew was his his main co producer and and so I think I kind of Ooh, yeah sorry I that's, love it I love that sound <laughs> yeah but it's, I've I've always liked the like fat bass sides hip hop beats but with really soulful melodies and harmonies and. I hear you have, like, a lot of heavy snare-driven, like, you know, neo-soul, like, vibe. I want to say neo-soul because it kind of, like, puts you in a box. I feel like you've got got an international sound that I could, I would love to hear here more. You know what I mean? Because we don't have, we have a lot of artists here that are doing um, that vibe, but they're not really presenting it, you know, especially when it's not a black artist. You know, I, I haven't really heard an artist like you that's not black that sounds like I, you could you could definitely fall right in on a KJLH out here or like that's our soul station or um, like, you know, one of those stations you would fit right in and no one would ever know, girl. <laughs> I'm serious. Not to say like that that's a bad thing. I think that's dope because I hate when we have to label music. I like all types of music, you know? And when you have something that just falls in line, I can come right in. I'm si- I was playing it the other day and my mom came in here and she was uh, different. I like different. That's my song. Okay? So oh, she she that came was the in. Song she was that like I released when I was with you. I know. <laughs> That's what I was like. <laughs> it literally came out the day I was with you. I'm sure. I remember that. I remember that. And I <laughs> That's when I was like, "Wow, like she's really really talented, you know?" I have this really good memory of you when we were sitting at a restaurant um, in France and we see this woman walking up the street, little short lady, leaning forward and walking so fast. And Candy was like, that's Louise. I was like, no, it's not. She's like, girl, that's Louise. You were like speed walking. I see what you were speed walking down the block. You were like in fierce pursuit of your dreams, girl. I was like, go, Louise. And then there's that clip of me going, cheerio, at the restroom. Yes. We had so much fun. We had so much fun. Remember going to the orchard party? We we had so much fun. Oh. isn't it like a different world there though it, it totally I love is it. because you just make best friends for life yeah you do and it's you're in this magical bubble of like beautiful south of france yes. music people parties it was great wine, <laughs> it was great. wine rose all day like oh uh, i had an episode <laughs> after i came back from france i had one of my first episodes on here like early on i had an episode where i drank a bottle of rose <laughs> And I just like, let's see what happens if I drink this bottle of rosé. And I drank the whole bottle of rosé. I was like, ooh, it's not the same as France. You can't drink it all day. I had two or three glasses and I was lit. But in France, I swear, we drank it breakfast to dinner and we were fine. No problem. We're fine. Oh, man, I missed the times. <laughs> so, you know, uh, what? what do you think? Because it, I know it's hard to continue to to put out music in a time like this. What is what is driving you? What's driving you to continue to want to put out music and share with the world? Well, I mean, like I said earlier, I I miss performing, and 
honestly, it's not just from a money point of view. Yeah. I need the money from gigging. But I, I genuinely miss performing in front of a, a crowd mm-hmm. and doing a live stream gig or pre-recorded gig. It's just not the same. It really not isn't. And I, I just hope that that side of things goes back to normal. Me but too. I've, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, like I went, when we were in France, you know, that jam night that you guys performed at, it's just, you can't, even if you're just doing one or two songs, it's just the, the buzz of performing in front of people. You can't beat that. You can't beat it. There oh, is such sorry. an energy but, that um, we as artists need. We need it. Yeah. Because there's been some, I don't know if you've seen, but there's been some like socially distant trial gigs. Yeah. And the artists that have done them are like, it's just not the same. And this, there's a guy called um, Frank Turner who did a gig in, in London as a trial, socially distant gig. And the audience were all like spaced apart and they all had masks on. They couldn't sing along. Mm. And, you know, depending on the genre, if it's like, I don't know, like a classical concert or a jazz gig, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you can get away with people sitting and just enjoying the music Chilling. without showing too much but like yeah if it's not big gig or rock and roll gig or i don't know like you need that you need that you need um, that reciprocation the energy yeah is, you do that's your pay most of the time like we as artists i know that we want we desire like what will we do it for i know i do i create music for myself but like that would be a freaking lie to say that i don't want anybody to hear and feel what i was going through when i wrote these songs you know like exactly. i want you to connect with me as an artist and it's hard to connect through the the television screen or the computer screen like that's why i don't do these interviews uh on live because i can't talk to you and then be trying to pay attention to somebody down here and they're waving and they're like hey and they want attention it's like you know what let me focus on my friend my artist so that you can feel what they're really you know experience them and then we can throw it up there later on and let people comment you know (laughs) no you're right i think you're doing it the right way yeah because ig ig live it's great but then uh, didn't you feel like at a point during lockdown everyone was going live yeah and you're like well i don't know who yeah it was over yeah it was kind of although i was on quarantine radio quite a bit (laughs) okay did you ever see quarantine radio with um yeah quarantine quarantine it was um what's his name uh tory lanes had a, a a live and he would have people on there twerking and pouring milk on themselves and all kind of craziness <laughs> oh my god it was just like a relief from being you know locked up and not being able to go out and hang out it was just some fun shit that happened the first like couple weeks but then he got into some issues that i don't even want to talk about and then we haven't heard from him much after that but it was a dope a little escape from what was happening you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um although it's, it feels like we're the other side of it now doesn't it but they're not because i don't know about i don't know what it's like in la but the bars are open the restaurants are open here but it's summer so people can sit outside you can socialize but I still feel really like I still feel really resentful that I can't yeah. do a gig. Yeah, but people can get on on a packed plane. I know, I know. Can be in a pub, and it just it just nothing makes sense to me. So you moment. have have you have you thought of maybe starting like an outside gig spot? <laughs> well, I'm doing. I'm actually doing a, an official proper live stream gig. Um, 
next Thursday. Okay. Because because I can get my band in the same room together finally. Yes. Um, and we're gonna like ask for donations or whatever online. But I I don't really care about the money. I want to just make sure the guys get paid because we're gonna do my own stuff. That's um, free promo. Where where is where can we our viewers see that at? So I'm basically I need to speak to. We're doing it at a studio in South London, and mm-hmm. I need to basically check whether we're going to do it on Facebook Live or whether we're going to do YouTube Live or okay. Twitch. So we need to basically plan the technical side of it. Okay. Because we want to do a really good job. Because I haven't, I haven't done an official live stream gig, so we're making this an event. We're right. like, right, I'm finally doing a gig. I've got my musicians. We've got a DJ. We've, we're going to make it. Yeah. Party. You got to be like, inventive. And I'm calling it, this is why I want to do it, because I'm calling it Disco in Furlough. <laughs> <laughs> I like so, it. It's more because I want to use that pun. So I'm doing my own stuff. And then a, yeah. But I'm doing like my stuff and a couple of disco covers. And then we've got two DJs that are going to be playing disco stuff in between and after. Are you going to dress dress up? I know you're into musical theater. Se- sequins. Sequins. Yes. Yeah. I love your the look. You have your vibe just goes right with that the disco look too. You could get the, you could pull that off totally. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so are you guys planning on um like have you made any four plans like you know hey if this year starts we're going to plan this type of tour or are you just like you know what we can't make any moves and well i this is the thing like people are like oh live music's allowed now indoors although they still keep changing the rules but like until we get booked i'm not getting excited because yeah there's going to be fewer gigs and then everyone's going to want the gigs and it's just a really weird situation here I i don't know what it's like where you are but and they might snatch them like, all up before it's time for you to <laughs> yeah before you can even get them you know I, ju- but, I just i don't know whether to try and get another job completely because i feel like nothing's going to be the same but you know that's that's what i let's talk about that too we're going to take a little break in a little while but when we come back i want to talk to you about the pivot okay the pivot in like coming up with some ideas possibly you know as a uk artist what are some ideas that maybe that you can come up with to to make that pivot? Because I feel like as artists, we should be able to supply our own needs through the love that we get from people. And you have so many skills that you can tap into. So we're going to talk to talk about that after we come back from the crunch. We're going to take a break and then we're going to go to the crunch break. I'm going to give you time to go get your crunchy snack. Yeah. Uh huh. Cause I didn't see it next to you and I got mine right here on and I'm going to hold it. I very much go ahead and get your crunchy snack. I I will give you some time and I'm going to do my commercial. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Take your time. You trying to work on your health? You know your health is your wealth. Yeah. You want to better yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it all by yourself. Boot camp. Boot camp. We trapping out at the boot camp. Boot camp. Boot camp. We trapping out at the boot camp. We work it out at the boot camp. We work it out at the boot camp. Boot camp. Boot camp. Stop trapping out at the boot camp. And we are back. Do you have your crunchy snack? 
All right. <laughs> okay, so last week I lost, or a couple weeks ago, I lost, I lost the battle because I tried to back up with something. So I'm taking a, 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 a little page out of my friend's book and I have a good snack. I'm going to let you show what your snack is first. What do you have? Okay, I have already had some. Anyway. That's okay. <laughs> um, so I have got a limited edition. Uh oh. <laughs> White chocolate Snickers bar. Ooh. So Snickers. I don't know if you have it in America, but it's like limited a edition white chocolate Snickers. No, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. But you know, I don't think that that's gonna have the crunch like mine. You have a backup? Oh. Do you have anything of backup? I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a chance. I'm gonna give you a five second thought. There's some nuts in the kitchen. You might want to find them, girl, because I think I, you know, I'm, I'm out for revenge. I lost last week, so I'm gonna show you what I got, okay? And just That's know okay. it's gonna crunch loud, okay? Okay. All right. So this is mine. These are stale. Oh my god. <laughs> what are they? Tortilla chips. Stale tortilla chips. It's stale. <laughs> 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 it's for real around here. This is this is our our comic relief, and because you know we are uh, cannabis friendly, and when I attend to get the munchies, I like to chew on the stuff on the show, and I didn't want to be rude, so I thought, hey, this is a great way to crunch, <laughs> great and, way to eat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> eat and be on camera at the same time. All right, and then here's my other one. Look, this is this is a kettle cooked potato chip. <laughs> Ooh. So, how it goes is you get. We get our first crunch together. Then you get a solo crunch by yourself. So go right to your microphone on there. And then we crunch. And then I do a solo crunch. Okay? So first crunch together. One, two, three. Go for it. 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 I don't hear it at all, girl. 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 <laughs> You see, you need something yeah, that you I can hear crunch through your really jaws. Good. Okay, you want to go? Sorry. Do you have one more thing? You have any other snacky, crunchy things in the house? I'm giving you a chance. Go get those nuts. No pun intended. Get them? Yes, go get them. <laughs> no pun <Okay>. intended. <laughs> Hurry and get those nuts. <laughs> I'm out for revenge, guys. Actually, those weren't not stale. Oh, yeah. They may have been stale. Not, <laughs> the aftertaste was not good at all. Ugh. But I beat her crunch. Ugh. Those were disgusting. <laughs> Wash it down. Ugh. All right. We giving, we're giving her a chance to go get... Another battle crunch. This right here is my second one. So I'm going to let her. It's your turn. All right. So now you have your solo crunch. Oh, hi. Hi there. <laughs> so you're a solo crunch now. Okay. Okay. Right into the mic. All right. I feel like you're still going to win. Yeah, you know. Nope. Like, okay, look, I'm going to do this for you. On three, when you do it, I'm going to make the crunch for you, okay? 
You want? Okay. Go ahead and bite yours. Bite. You gotta have one. So here it goes. Okay. All right. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> Like a blessed game. Yeah, uh, you know we're gonna call this one a draw because I don't want to be. You know, next time you come on the show, I'm gonna have you come back on the show again with with Estem, and you guys, guys better guys bring the crunch, crunch, okay? okay. Like this is serious here. The battle is battle. Like I, I, I didn't realize how serious this. <laughs> oh yeah, it's serious. It's a serious. <laughs> it's a serious crunch break. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um. Uh, Let's just get back to a few things. Let's talk about the pivot. All right. I know there are a lot of artists. I have one of my closest friends is a DJ out here and she makes all her money from gigs and those gigs are gone. And Mm -hmm. she's had to make a pivot, but she's always like DJ Gigi Sweet. I don't know if you know her. She was there the year before in France with um, with Candy and them. She was a DJ, the female DJ with them. Uh, You may have met her. What is that? I Gigi Sweet. I did. Yeah, you did meet her. She went to France the year before I came. And she played at, oh, what was that? With Funny place. Sunset. So, sunset. Sunset, <laughs> yes. Because I didn't get the pun. So I speak French, right? And I didn't realize because it was Sun Seven. Uh huh. Sunset. And it's playing words. Because seven is set. set. Right. I I learned that there. I learned that when I was there. I forgot. One of the guys outside of the the bar told me that. I was like, oh, that was smart. But yeah, she's... DJ Sweet. Yeah. yeah. She's a hardworking DJ. And she's had to make so many pivots in history (laughs) that she just always knows like, oh, I'm always going to have a side gig. She's kind of like that person that I look to, too. My mom has always been like that. But she came with the idea which which she had already started she has an automotive company where she sells used cars uh, online so that's one of her little her pivots and then she also does cd duplication (laughs) and um she's just you know monetizing her dj you know stuff her music and everything like that and so i think that was a really good pivot i think you know you have to be creative and personally, I had to pivot as well. You know, I had to make a pivot and step into training online and then like try find ways to monetize. So I started the podcast and I started doing live, inter- you know, live YouTubes on Friday. I did whole three months of lives on Instagram for free. I probably made a hundred bucks the whole time. Maybe two hundred bucks mean the whole time. Fitness stuff or music stuff. Did you do any fitness music stuff? Online? The music stuff that I did online was um I've been letting I've been sending my music my catalogs. So it hasn't turned over yet. You know what I mean? The money hasn't came from it yet. It's just like one of those things where utilizing the music for something and see if the coins come in later, you know? Um, okay. Yeah. And, and and also I I found ways to monetize my own music by utilizing my, like when I do my videos I use my own music and then I put up all my information all my metadata so I get the streams at least and then I promote the streams you know so yeah. you know any way that we can monetize but then tapping into the skills that you had from before this you know what mm. I mean Think about those things, you know. What are some of the skills that you had prior to to like stepping fully into this music business? 
Well, so I, I speak French and I was thinking, should I do something with that? And maybe do like online French teaching or something. But then I've, I've actually been really busy writing and recording. So, mm-hmm. and now I've got my podcast. So I guess in a weird way, because of lockdown, I've been able to concentrate or have more time to dedicate to the things that maybe I wouldn't have said yes to before. Yeah. But then, like like we said, like it's not bringing any money right now. Right. But I'm hoping that it will. Right. So with the podcast, for example, it's doing really well, but we want to get funding, essentially, or we might. What, talking... um, what, pr- what platform are you using? Your What platform is your podcast on? It's on, like, all digital stuff, so Spotify, Apple... Okay, of, yeah, we're going to have to... All of the digital things. I'm definitely going to post it, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a link. Yeah. But what's really cool is, off the back of that, some of the guests that I've been interviewing who are top UK songwriters, um, things of, I, I think because we've been doing all the interviews remotely, we've been able to get more guests to say yes because people are, like, not as busy, or they weren't. And because we're doing it remotely, it only takes like an hour of someone's time as opposed to like, if we were doing it in real life, which we would have done normally, we'd have to find a venue, we'd have Mm -hmm. to get them to get there, you know, take longer um, and people are more busy. And so that's kind of beneficial to us. Plus, I guess people have more time to listen to podcasts right now. Yeah. So in in (laughs) a weird way, it's been a a good time. Uh, Yeah. And this was an idea we had before lockdown like we were going to do this podcast anyway but also one of the guys that we interviewed for the podcast who has written some massive uk number one songs i'm now writing with mm. i met him because i interviewed him on my podcast and now i'm writing with this guy who's written for kylie minogue and some wow. other massive, like, artists and you know something might come of the songs that i'm writing with him um so you know, there's a few positives that come of it, and I've obviously got time to dedicate it to dedicate to it. And that's what I did. But I think that's same. what it's for. You know, reset. Yeah. Focus on you, and I think everything yeah. that now this is like our time capsule. Like, or you're planting a seed. You know, I I, I just started planting a garden outside, and so I'm seeing you know seasons. There are seasons. Like some stuff that I planted didn't make it because it wasn't planted in the right time. You know what I mean? And so this oh. is the time to plant and write. You know, write out that podcast do that podcast and write that song and then next year you know that's probably when you're going to start seeing the bloom from that those seedlings that you're planting you know yeah i mean i i hope so because you will is it's kept it's kept me busy it's kept me productive and Mm -hmm. creative and you know i feel like i've got stuff that i'm doing each day so i'm not completely lost whereas other people that i know that don't have that aspect in their life. They're just furloughed from work. Yeah, for don't sure. Have anything to do, or they're finding hobbies that they might do or whatever. But whereas I, you know, I'm really glad that I write as well as just sing because I've got friends that are musicians, but essentially play other people's music, so mm-hmm. they don't have the writing side of things. Whereas I'm glad that I. I've got that and I hopefully will, like you said, reap the rewards of it yeah. next year, hopefully. Maybe you this will. Year. 
And then I always was going to release Scarlet Woman. That was already written and recorded. I just had to get it mastered, which you can get, you know, I sent it to the producer that would master it anyway. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to be in the same room as him. And then the video was a great little project for me. Yeah, tell me about that. Although it, I mean, oh my God, it took me longer than the time I've got. (laughs) I know. Actual editor. (laughs) But I really enjoyed doing it because it was my project. Right. So Mafro, who is a guitarist that I've been working with for a long time, he produced that song. His girlfriend is a choreographer, Zara. She's in the video and her sister's in the video. Okay, in the background. She choreographed it. We did the whole, like, we rehearsed it over Zoom and WhatsApp video. Um, And then I decided what we were going to wear. And I, like, ordered these, like, long gloves online and sent them to their house. I got my red (laughs) costume. And we decided, right, we'd record against a white background. So in my last flat I was in, I had a white backdrop. And I was like, right, I'm going to kind of edit it together. And honestly, like, I know there's loads of effects and stuff on it, but I'm really proud of it because yeah. I feel like it works with the song. I'm, and you I love made the it. choreography. Zara's done a really good job. I've, I've done what I can, mm-hmm. and I want people to know that we filmed it remotely. I edited it, so... It's clearly not like a high budget video, yeah. but hopefully people hopefully people see that and think it still works. So. But if you okay. look at all of your videos, you have some really good videos. I think the point will be uh, the the, the note will be taken. You know, like especially right now, I think it's about doing what you can with what you have and not worrying about the outcome, you know, because I know I was sitting here for a while. I just got my computer and I got all this stuff now. I got my lighting and all of that. But I, it was taking me some time to put it together and I kept procrastinating, you know, and then now I have no excuse. Like I'm doing shows back to back to back so I could take a break in four weeks, you know, because I, I, I know that this is going to pay off later. You know, the the drive that I have now, when I have somebody that's helping me do it and all that stuff, it's going to pay off later. You know, uh, what what was the concept behind Scarlet Woman? What is that? What was the concept like the, the Scarlet Woman? Because I have an idea, but you tell me what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I... <laughs> I wrote. No, I want to know your. I want to know what you think. <laughs> so I wrote. I wrote the lyrics to that song actually a long, long time ago. And mm-hmm. um, when I was, well, I'm single again now. But uh, anyone out there? Um, <laughs> <laughs> hello, 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 hello. <laughs> Locked, lock, lockdown's over now. Right. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, but. I yeah, it's just about being in a situation where there there was like a guy who had a girlfriend, but he'd messaged me, mm-hmm. and nothing ever happened. But I'd feel like I was the Scarlet Woman, even though nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Essentially, that was kind of what it was about. So it's like you want it, but you don't really want it. But right. also, I don't want to be I don't want to be the other woman. Right, but you're making me feel like I am uh-huh. because I'm replying to you. And it was just like a weird situation. Okay. And so that's kind of, so those those lyrics were from years back. And what's quite nice is whenever I work with a producer or another songwriter, Mm -hmm. I sometimes see if, because I've got loads of lyrics that I've never put into a song. Right. You know, just from, you know, when you 
it's almost like writing a poem. I'm sure it's the same with, yeah. you know, when you're writing a, like a rap, you might not necessarily have a song for it yet, but you've got these ideas and these lyrics oh, yeah, and these thoughts. Sure. And so it's quite nice when I'm like, I'm in a room with a new writer or a producer and I'm like, and I've emailed these lyrics to myself years ago and I'm like, I wonder if this would fit. And then I always have to adapt it because it would yeah, be on the melody the ba- and Yeah, stuff. the packet. But yeah. I was like, ooh, this. And so then I kind of rewrote that idea to this to this beat. And because, um, yeah, it started as an instrumental that Ma- Mafro gave me. And, like, I loved I loved what he did. Like, he's got, su- he's such a good producer. Yeah, I like the vibe on that. You, I, yeah. you have a consistent feel about your music do you think yeah for oh, real you have it. a sound you, you know have a sound. I, I work with different producers so different was a, dif- a different producer but it still <laughs> kind of falls in the same thing like I, it's not outside of the realm of music that I hear from you you know what I mean like I listened okay, to quite good. a bit of the songs you have on your YouTube page and I was like no she she you have a sound you know you know your sound I remember you, you did I, tell me that you did a commercial before, didn't you? What commercial? Didn't you do your vocal commercial a long time ago? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, it was a Vaseline. <laughs> no, moisturizer. Vaseline moisturizer. <laughs> oh. But no, that was, that was... Funnily enough, I was talking about that earlier today with some friends I was with. Uh-huh. Because, you know, I mean... Most musicians, though, like getting a song on a TV show or a film or an advert is like the only way to make money from music at the mm-hmm. moment, pretty much. And so, obviously, if it's your own song, even better. But this was a song that was already written. It was like a 30 second <laughs> clip. And they wanted me, I had to sound American because it was like a global advert. Oh my God, let me hear you sound And American. so I kind of put on this. American sound but I had a friend who well she still lives in Canada who I hadn't really told anyone about this commercial I didn't even know when it was coming out whatever and I got a message from a friend in Canada going Louise um, did I just hear you on a Vaseline advert I was like uh, <laughs> maybe and she, even though I was like putting on a voice she still reckoned recognize your tone it's your tone you have a tone oh so let's let's play a little game you i (laughs) want to hear you sing like you're from america let me hear let me hear you actually talk like remember we did that at the table didn't we do that at the table um talk i I did my fake (laughs) i think i was just trying to show my fake terrible uk accent (laughs) (laughs) well no because Candy, candy, candy. Go to the telly. That that's that's all. She's I like, know. this is my friend Louise. Yeah. Um, Let me hear you. Oh God, I don't know. Um, tell me something to say. Um, say welcome to California. <laughs> I don't know what's the Californian accent. Welcome to California, welcome dude. To <laughs> Welcome to California, dude. See, you did it. You changed it. See, that was. I good. can do deep. I feel like when I did A level theatre studies, I had to do like a deep South American Lemire. twang once. Lemire. Like we did. Oh, what was it? Oh, I can't. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I can give you my fake Jamaican accent. <laughs> <laughs> 
I get it. What I'm gone now? What you get? Get what you want? Let me tell you, let me, let me tell you, let me tell you what now. That's, that's <laughs> it's still terrible, but it gets better. Like if I keep talking, <laughs> if I keep talking, it gets better. I have all kinds of little voices. My friend was like, "You need to do a voiceover. Go on Fiverr instead of voiceovers," because I do voices all the time. But like, if you try to put me on command, girl, it's just not going to sound right. It's not going to sound right. I'm hey there, I wanted to. I wanted to ask you more about your fitness stuff online. So I guess one good thing with with the fitness thing is most people wanted to carry on exercising, right? Yeah. So you kind of had to adapt, but mm-hmm. then there was a, there was a need for it, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like with music, it wasn't so much people's priority. Right. Whereas, you know, I've got lots of friends that work in fitness and with either people were ha- were happy to carry on paying because they wanted to just carry on and they were still earning money. Mm-hmm. There's like plenty of people that were just working from home but on the same wage, right? But not spending money on travel. Right, right, right. But also love your training or love whoever they go to classes training and like, right, yeah, we're happy to pay whatever. Just please teach us from home because mm-hmm. we want to carry on exercising. And I guess with personal training, you may have to charge less, but people still want they want to feel motivated right so i've been blessed i actually i've been blessed that my my clients they understand what i do and they have they haven't changed the amount amount that they pay me my usual clients i have introductory prices but i went back to my regular prices i have like a three-month introductory fee but then i go back to my normal prices because what i do is it's necessary and it's not it's just it's not just us meeting up online it's way more than that it's like life coaching it's there's i'm like connected to them 24 hours a day for three months or more some people i've been training for years so it was yeah, like you probably know everything about them <laughs> exactly so it was like they they knew the movements and if we met up on on camera we, i was calling these cyber sessions prior to this when i first started training that was always my goal to be able to train online i never knew we were going to go this way I just wanted to do that because I thought I could touch a lot of people from one place, you know. And so I started mm-hmm. doing cyber sessions years ago. And people, I, if I had a connection with you, you know my cueing style, so you could just okay, I got it, you know. And you know if I say, oh, breathe in, lower your back or whatever. But honestly, I've seen more changes in my recent clients via online than I have in them that from when I see them. Wow. Because now they have time to focus on themselves. Yeah. And yeah. that and, is... And the good thing is, like, people, they do it from home, so they've got more time. Yes. They don't have to travel to the gym. They don't have, oh, I'm rushing to this, or... Exactly. It's not always, oh, I'll get my exercise then after I go to work, or, you know, they're starting to prioritize their health because atrophy is real like not using your body for for days and months is real i i got some family members that are experiencing that now like oh my knees and my back and you how are you doing you're 30 something how 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 is that happening you know but it's just because we're not taking the time to utilize it and like i said reset you know i I keep telling everybody to reset but i i think that's why i'm recording so much stuff back to back 
so that when I do have time, I'm going to get everything recorded and ready. And then I can take two weeks off. I'm going to go to Palm Springs and just sit in a hotel for three days mm. and just soak in the tub and like feel the vibe. Mm-hmm. That's So all. have you carried on literally from the moment everything went day one crazy uh, like two weeks prior you, okay so you were already pre- prepping like with your clients because yeah. you knew that it was imminent right yeah i felt it because everyone was saying at the beginning i mean i guess that it's kind of i mean it must be weird for you because you do music and fitness but like at the beginning of everything everyone's like gyms are the worst that's yeah. where it's spreading the most and but then obviously gyms are back open now but not out still, here but still, I can't do a gig. They're, they're open. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going back to mine. Cause and it's I, the worst. I, it is not good. I would not recommend it. I, I, I'm telling my really? clients right now, like, yo, if we can meet online, I'm telling you, we can have some really adequate training doing this. Because it's it's not yeah. worth it. It's not worth it. Like, you're, you're doing this to stay healthy. Why would I go somewhere that could possibly put me in harm? That ain't part of the pivot, baby. Not at all. <laughs> Getting sick is I not. Mean, do you, do your clients have gyms at their houses? Or are you just doing all like body weight stuff? Yeah, a lot of them have gyms at their houses. The, some of my newer clients don't, but I I have training that you could use two water bottles, two gallons of water. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, you can just, use some bands. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's all about your control yeah. and you know skill and and endurance. I do a lot of hit work, so that works. That works to yeah to change the body. And do you do you normally pay like a rental fee? For oh yes, girl. Space at gym. Yeah, I. So you're I, saving money. I'm as well, saving right? money. Yeah, right. I, I know my big ups to Muscle by Russell because <laughs> <laughs> that's the gym that I work at in in the Granada Hills. Uh, free promo again. I work there throughout the week, but you know I just decided to stay in the house because, like I said, my clients decided they were they were with it, and yeah. I just. I, I want to be safe, man. Like, I, I'd rather everybody just don't... I don't want you to blame you got sick on me. <laughs> I'm sorry. The thing is, now people are used to training with you online. Yeah. They're going to be like, well, this is great. I'm still getting to have my session with my personal trainer, but there's less hassle. I'm at home and I'm really motivated. I've got a whole hour and I don't right. have to worry. Um, and if... If they've still got the same amount of money to pay you, you're better off, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would love for it to stay like this. And I mean, but I I know things are going to change. So what I've done is I created where they have one a day with me. Like you have the option to have a day with me. We can meet up online and cook a meal or we can go for a hike. And that's socially distant. You just got to wear a mask. We can yeah, go I was for gonna hike. say you yeah. can do like out outdoor training. Yeah, and, yeah. and then I have yeah. I have all equipment here at my home, so people can come here and train in front of the house too. So, you know, it's just convenient, and it's like okay. I said, part of the pivot. I, I had to make that pivot point where I was like, okay, either my business stops and I don't have anything else to do, or you make the necessary precautions to save yourself and your business, and that's what I did. And as musicians, I think that time yeah. is going to come for us again. Oh. I'm praying for you, sis. I really am. I'm praying that you start getting the gigs that you desire again and that things pick up again, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So Be- Because I think that there is a there is a massive difference between the fitness thing and the music thing. And oh, yeah. I'm, I'm really glad you were able to adapt. And But I feel like with music, even people that have 
embrace the online thing, it doesn't feel like that's no. sustainable. Whereas with fit with the fitness online, I feel like there's more sustainability on that because there'll be people, I don't know about in London, but a lot of people that go to gyms in London, they go to gyms near their office, mm-hmm. but they're not going to their offices at the moment. Right. So they're they not going to carry on their gym membership. Right. They might live out in the suburbs and only traveling for work. So they're not right. going to the gym anymore. But they're quite happy to be like, fine, I'm not going to the office, but I want to carry on doing training. So I'm going to carry on online. Mm-hmm. But like with gigs, it's like now people are kind of used to free entertainment online. Yes. Some people are happy to pay. Some people aren't. But it's just not the same experience. It's not. And, you know, the whole point of a live gig is that atmosphere. Whereas with with training, if you're motivated, even if you're not in the same room, you're going to still be motivated, even if your person is online. And I've got friends that have like done live stream gigs every week and I guess some have made a bit of money but I feel like the novelty of that has worn off yeah for sure because it's oversaturated and people are out now because things are open so people aren't even in as much to be like oh what can we do tonight there's nothing to do I'm gonna watch a gig online no and that's definitely not usually the first option to go watch something online you want to have the exactly yeah whereas people that exercise want to exercise normally when they do during the day and Mm -hmm. their entertainment is their choice and and yeah I mean I guess I've been a bit like not in denial but when it first happened and all the gigs were getting cancelled Everyone was like, oh, it's fine. We'll rebook it for September. But now September's not happening. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, is this actually going to be now the whole year out? Right. Yeah. And there's some venues that I used to perform at, like ones that I do covers gigs at. So like, you know, like posh hotels and mm-hmm. bars. Mm-hmm. They're open again because bars and pubs are open. But then they haven't got live music yet. And it's not their priority because they want to bring people in spending money they don't want to spend money themselves exactly and they're just trying to get open yeah and I I guess I just don't want to think this is it now I'm only going to have to own online gigs I don't want to believe that I I don't think it is I really don't Louise I don't think it is I just think that like, like I said like I'm making it sound so easy and I don't think it's easy for any artist to no, you're to not. Find I just that. I know that fitness is different. Right, but like even music wise, you know, like I'm still a musician, I'm still an artist, I still have tons of music that I haven't put out. But I think right now, mentally I'm thinking, okay, it's not about the art it's it's about the artistry, but it's no longer about me like, oh, putting out a project anymore. It's like what film can I find? Or how can I find a, a cartoon artist that's putting out a film and have him use my song for his his demo or you know, like I'm trying to find those small mm. little niches to still stay alive. And they are there and they are in infinite infinite um in in infinite reality like they're out there we just got to reach out and grab them and it'll come to you you know i hope that this moment pro- proves for some inspiration to find it because i believe it's not over 
It's not. This is just our time to find what you really want to do. Because I have friends that are artists that just let out projects right before the pandemic. And it's like, okay, now what? Like, how am I going to promote it? How? Well, okay, start mm. working it on can, another project. It feels project. wrong, doesn't it? It feels it wrong does. to promote something Especially when, when everything there's people dying. And, exactly. Yeah, it, just... it feels like, but you know what? What you need to realize is your power as a musician. This is not a gift that everyone has. Your voice is something everyone does not have at all. And I feel like it's it, it's unique and what what you have to do is just find ways to keep utilizing it. You don't want to be that person that stops using it and then you lose it. Just keep yeah. doing it, you know, but but find that way. Be creative. Like you said you did the podcast, you know, that that's why I started my podcast because no one was playing my music. So if you go back and listen to my podcast, all my songs are on my podcast, all my songs. And now I'm starting to put songs of my friends on there because I was like, okay, you're starting to get like real self-centered here. <laughs> you got to put some music out. Send, it, send me, <laughs> yeah. send me the link. I will definitely send you the links, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm putting up people that I know, you know, this is not over for us. You're creative and it's, there's going to mm-hmm. be another way to, to, to work it. You know, I, I I just recently did an idea for a comic book. Okay. Oh wow. Uh, I w- I I did the Kickstarter and we stopped 15 days in because we needed to revamp it. Um, I was using my music career to bounce off of it and see if people were interested in doing the, you know a comic book about that. And I put it out there and it didn't get the attention I wanted. But what I did realize is that there is a niche for it. But I have to tap into what's important to me. And that's about being body positive. How can I help little girls? So my new niche is, you know, I'm rewriting the Kickstarter campaign to make sure that I hit the fact that I want this to be for young little girls. And this is a body positive comic book where she has to deal with the things that society tells her about her body but but loving her body and knowing that her body is special and individual and you know and that it's to be respected and things like that and that's just another niche sis you know like you have that amazing you have that all that music why don't you you can do a podcast that literally is just your music you talk about each song (laughs) girl i'm thinking girl i have thought about everything i'm about to do five or six podcasts like (laughs) Why not? You're so innovative. I love it. <laughs> I, I'm always trying to keep busy because, like, I yeah. remember those days in college, and I remember those days as a young girl watching my father be on tour and being like, "Oh, when I get older, that's what I want to be. That's what I want to do." And and now I'm here, and I never, I never reached the fame that my father had, but it's not over. You know what I mean? It ain't over. And so this is my way of shining a light on my friends. And shining a light on the skill that I have too, you know. So I don't want to keep you here all day. We have we have definitely used up our time, but you oh. are so special to me, Louise. You are. We oh. had a few days, and I'm telling you that one day that we spent <laughs> together, I will never forget it. In France, I felt so like girl. We felt I felt high society. You know, <laughs> I felt like I needed one of them little hats that you guys have. At the tea party. We did have just like, it's funny, right? I feel like, I mean, I was only there, I think, four nights or something. Mm -hmm. But we spent 
such good quality time together. We so the did. first day that we hung out on the beach and we were listening to the sound checks, do you remember? And Moonchild, do you remember right. Moonchild? Right. It was um, Big artist was um, She's doing really well, of course, but like, she's doing really well. Beyonce? <laughs> Did she do something with Beyonce? What? Wait a minute, no. I just watched her on the new Blackest King. She's in Blackest King. With Beyonce. What? In the music oh video God. with Beyonce, girl. Yes. Oh, my God. Me, them. Do you know they were laughing at her three, four years ago? Well, she was there the first year. Because I've, I've only been two years, right? So the year that we met was my second year. And Moonchild was there that the year before. But... She, she didn't perform that year, I think. Or maybe she's like a special guest appearance. Mm-hmm. But yeah, obviously the year that we met, she's Not, like a I don't know if they set. were laughing at her, but I think I, when I seen her, people were like, oh yeah, she was here before. Like, <laughs> they weren't, they were like, like you know, dismissing her. Like a gimmick, her. kind of. Dismissing her. Yeah, it's not a game. It is wow, not a like, game. It is not a game. But you can tell from her set that she's big in South Africa. She is, and, and like, she was so sassy with it, and she had such a good personality. I was like, man. Yeah. You know what's so funny? She had one song that stuck with me. And I can't... Is it called Fuck Boy? <laughs> that one and then another one said... Gwandi D. I don't know what time this is going out. No, it don't matter. You, it's, it's a free-for-all, girl. Say what you want to say. <laughs> she had some song. It was something about Gwandi D. Or something like that. Some Something on the song. I'm about to find the song. But I asked her. I was like, wait a minute. Are you saying what I think you're saying? She was like, Yeah. I'm saying that. I was like, oh my God, I love this girl. And, do you remember her, her DJ had like a sea tree top on? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it was... I love anyway, it. Anyway, it was brilliant. But yeah, when I met you, we had that amazing day just chilling on the beach where we realised like you knew Omar and we connected. Mm-hmm. Then obviously, I think that night we were at one of those parties. Yes. And, and we then dinner. And then you were like, we talked about training you're like let's do a training thing on the beach and oh it was just amazing and i i feel like you made that trip really special for me Aww, so thank honestly, you no, you, did. you really did thank you, you really did i felt like i made some really quality connections everybody that i met on there i pretty much have spoken to again like i hang out with roger i went to nashville with roger i've been talking to ocean yeah i recorded in roger's studio he showed he left me in his studio for two days on with his equipment i I created music in there (laughs) like just i mean just amazing connections that i will lifelong will remember and i cannot wait to connect with you again okay I'm just, we I'm have thankful to. for you. I just really wanted you guys to come to London because I know Candy was like, I'm going to gig in London. I was like, great, I'll help you. I'll yes. We're going to come. But this is not over. It's not over. I, I haven't been to LA before, so I'm coming to LA. Yes. Oh, I might be doing, this is an exclusive, exclusive. Exclusive. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> you need to do one of those. <laughs> what they called like those pre-recorded I need one sounds you know what I mean exclusive um, scoop they worldwide worldwide um so you know either man assassin yes who I guess do you know anyway from LA yeah or, uh-huh from out here do you only meet him from Eda? uh-huh so me and him we're doing a remote cover but I'm waiting for him to send me his bit Dope. But yeah, we're doing so. Uh, I mean, I can probably, I don't know when this is going out, but um, 
So I've recorded already my bits, but I'm doing SWV, can we? Oh! So he's going to do a little 16 bar rap, but he's he's written the rap. He's not doing the Missy Elliott Oh, no! <laughs> he's going to write it. But I'm waiting for him to send me his recording, and then we're going to put it out. But basically, we'll do, like, a, vi- a video thing. So I'll record myself miming to my bit, bit he'll record himself and then we'll do like a split screen thing oh, okay. I, i'm worried the moment's passed now because lockdown's kind of <laughs> no it hasn't anyway, he's on his shit right it. now he's really recording a lot so just hit him up i know he's on it he's on it <laughs> he's yeah no he's he's he is on it and he's really excited about it and he was like how dirty can i get in this rap i was like how <laughs> He's the mad assassin. I mean, it's it's quite. To be fair, it's quite. A, I mean, it's called "Can We Get Kinky Tonight," so it's quite a dirty song. And I was like, um, "Yeah, fine. I don't know. Just don't go like, maybe, send, maybe send me what you were gonna put, and then I'll see." Yeah, right. Keep it, keep it rated R, not X. Okay. How about that? Be on Instagram. So. Right, right. Anyway, I'm quite. I'm quite. I don't know what he's gonna. Put. <laughs> well, I hope it sounds good. I, big ups to eat the man. I might have to bleep, bleep him. <laughs> I know. Beep. And on all, all the cuss words. Well, no, leave the cuss words in. Just make sure he ain't saying nothing too dirty. Okay? Not too okay. dirty. <laughs> but thank but you. But we should do something. We we should. I'm I'm what I was just thinking, like when you were talking, I was thinking we need to do something live. So I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm okay. like I said, I'm thinking niche because um, Roger had an idea that he wants to do a live performance with a few different people. So I'm going to make sure that we keep him in mind, keep you in mind. Um, and let's just stay connected, sis. I will give you all the information when this is done. Send me the pictures you approve of and I will <laughs> attach them to that. You'll get all the promo and all that after that. Okay. okay. But thank you again. And we could do like some training thing like oh yeah I, I, i'm you on again. youtube live on fridays at 10 30 a.m i don't know what time that is are you seven hours so 10 30 a.m my time every yeah friday. i'll work it out okay every friday i'm live every friday so as in we literally just go on youtube and can join in yep. or we anybody have to in or... you just oh, go right amazing. on youtube and it'll say live right there at 10 30 a.m okay okay all right, okay. cool. Thank you again, Louise. Tell a friend. Thank you. Thank you. So nice. Our first Aww. intro. Makita, Makita. All right, girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you for tuning. Oh, it's tuning. so nice to speak to you again. All Take right, care. Take care, okay. girl. Bye. Bye. So, thank you again. We have... Louise Golby, another friend that I met overseas at Medem. She is an excellent energy source. You know, she was just such a, a motivating source to me when I was there in France because we spoke so much about like just being there and I didn't really know what to do. And she just like made me feel really comfortable and not, and she didn't know me from, from Adam at all, but we made a good connection. We had a great time. We got into some good parties. We got drunk for free, got some free food. It was just fire. I had so much fun in France, you guys. 
If you've never been out of the country, you need to take some time and visit the south of France. I am going back as soon as they open this up. But take some time and just go experience it. Don't listen to what people say about France. Oh, that people are going to be mean and blah, blah, blah. It is not like that. The food is amazing. The rosé is amazing. The food tastes a little different. The cheese tastes a little different. But... It is an experience that you will never forget and you will make connections that you've never made before. Try it. Travel. Love on yourself. Follow me, follow me, follow me. Subscribe. Review. Follow me, follow me, follow me. Or don't follow me.